There you go. All right. Good Some stuff. Jazz. Welcome to the uh, Two Lonely Boys in a Canoe podcast. Ooh, I am whoop. Chris Evans and my buddy here, Trevor Allstrom, also known as Gordon George. Episode 14. Yeah. It's good to be here with you folks. So how's today, Trevor? How is everything going in your world? Most part, pretty good. Yeah. Definitely better than a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel that. For the most part, pretty good. Just need a... Uh, Pretty lady to deal with my bullshit. Hey, don't we all? Yep. You yeah. too, and then, yeah. That's the only thing I need, and I'll be set. And oh, then, yeah, uh, man. maybe if we have our own spot eventually, and a tool shed. Dude, that'd be awesome. So a tool can, shed in the yard. So we can, like, do projects. Because I know I know we both like to fix and build shit, so that'd be nice. We have, like, a two-house complex. Like, I get my own little house, and you get your own little house. We all have our own little sheds and shit. We move some women in. Also a garden. Some crazy women. Also a garden, dude, yeah, right? Yeah, no, of course. Of course. I'm going to have a mean garden. I would definitely be on for garden, too. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, my day was okay. I got my ass kicked at work a bit. Um, my allergies are fucking with me really bad. And it sucks because I love being outside. And I love being in the sun. But the problem is, is I developed allergies three years ago. And now it's like every time during the spring... I just hate being outdoors because all I do is sneeze. It's, it sucks. It's the problem. For those, summertime is better, for, and fucking wintertime is awesome, but... That in-between. That's springtime. Uh, for those that don't know, here in Eugene, Oregon, we live in the Willamette Valley, which if you ever played Oregon Trail, we're at the end when you win the game. This well, is where you win the game. It's and known also, as Death Valley. But back in the old times, the 1800s, Settlers arrived, learned that was called Death Valley because it was fertile, and so many pollens would go that it would it would fuck people up. Basically, what ends up happening is there is an overabundance of pollen in the air. They actually have a pollen indicator in the local news because it helps to indicate the levels yes. of pollen in the air. Um, and when you don't know, even uh, if you don't have allergies, if there's too much pollen in the air, it can, it can coat your lungs and it can choke you the fuck out. Yep. Yeah, man, people die from pollen sometimes. They do. And uh, we live in a valley that's big in agriculture just because where it is, but it means a lot of things grow really well, yeah. and it makes a lot of pollen. Yeah. No, I uh, was working at a place last year where I was cutting the grass, and they had a farm. And uh, when I was cutting the grass, man, we were just kicking up dandelions. Oh, sure. I had to wear a mask while I was cutting because it was just hell on my... Uh, Allergies, but I got used to it, you know. It's one of those things you kind of get a little used to. Yeah, and I remember having to cut grass and cut shit all day. And yeah. There are certain days, man, it fucks with you. Oh, yeah. I got a crazy story at work today. Yeah? So I was uh, throwing some stuff away, and this big piece of uh, iron that uh, we had been trying to get rid of... Uh, I threw it away in the dumpster with the forklift, but what ended up happening was it got wedged in a weird way, so I couldn't close in the, in the, the top of the dumpster. Yeah. So what did you so do? So I had to get up there, and I was thinking at first because it's a piece of uh, you know galvanized steel, but how big is it? It wasn't that big. Yeah, it was big enough. It was long. So what I was trying to do was cut it in half with a hacksaw. So I started out, and I was getting some good leverage on it, and I was getting some good cuts, but the hacksaw was just not the tool. 
And I had to go back inside. Let me just explain our freaking tool area. I bet. It is a hurricane. There is just a million <laughs> I'm talking like Hurricane there. Irma going on. I'm talking about Harvey, just tools Katrina. everywhere. So uh. I searched high and low. Finally found a Sawzall. Right? I was like, all right, now we're in business. So, I had to search around, but I remembered seeing metal blades on the thing a few days before. So, I was like, if I could find a couple of them, I'm fine. So, I found one maybe like 10 minutes later. I was like, all right, boom, we're in business. So, I started it up. Battery was going okay. I was like, all right, cool. Now, all I got to do is hop in this dumpster and cut it up. So, I hop in the dumpster. I get to cutting it. And as I'm cutting it, it's starting to work, but it stops, and I realize the battery's dead. But it's a whole thing to get back out of the dumpster, change the battery, and get back in. So I call this guy, uh, Ken, that I work with, and I'm like, hey, can you grab me a new battery? And he goes, yeah, sure. And he realized what happened. And I go, yeah, just be quick about it, man. It'll be real fast. And he goes into the back, and he goes... Hold on, Curtis, because he can't find a battery. But there's a drill sitting there with a battery. He just didn't realize. He went to the chargers, which, you know, you know, there wasn't any batteries there. Anywho. So but, he didn't just take the battery out of the tool and hand it to you. Exactly. Done. Which, okay. which would have been the, the smartest and fastest probably yeah. thing. He, he said he was looking for it, but in the meantime, he went and took two customers. And he took, like... 20 minutes to get me a battery. Were you in the dumpster well, that whole time? I was just standing there. Were you in the dumpster the yeah, whole time? the whole time. I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me, and I'm like, dude, just help me out. Run in there and grab a battery. I know there's one in there. I said, Ken, I told him where it was. After five minutes, I would have hopped out of the dumpster. Well, I was just pissed, and I was tired, and I didn't want to get back out of the dumpster because I was fighting this thing. And the, the funniest part was that there was some homeless guy that was sitting over beside the dumpster, yes. and he was talking to me the whole time about it. <laughs> what he was, was he like, saying to you? He was like, if I was you, I would I would get out of there, man. That thing's Widowmaker. He was like, if it closes shut on you, you could die. <laughs> Like man, shut up! It's not gonna close on me. It's like held up. He's talking shit to you the whole time. He's like, man, I wouldn't be in there. You know, and and it's so funny because the homeless people around the area hop in that dumpster all the time. Yeah, it's it's just stupid, and I don't know. It was a little risky, so. But what happened in the end? So the end, he eventually got me a fucking battery. I finished cutting the piece. It folded over like a fucking. A piece of paper and I got out of the dumpster and it was just a, a really long process to get a battery to get a blade and to get a freaking sawzall and it just drove me nuts and and I told him when I got done I was like we need to organize this thing man because it is so stupid that we have to you spend should 30 minutes to to cut yeah you guys should iron. have Make sure you always have at least one battery that's charged and ready to go. We did, and it was in the drill, but he just didn't understand. Like, dude, take it and bring it to me. He was like, all right, well, hold on a second. Like, he made this whole thing, and I think he was just being a dumbass. Long story short, got the fucking thing done. Moved on with my life. It happens. Happy, happy ending. <laughs> uh so life is life is okay, but I'm glad to be here with you, Trevor. 
Yeah. What we got going here today, man? Well, since we got past the opening thing, yeah, today at work I uh, helped move really big saw blades and used cool grinding tools. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyways. So we got... Uh, we got time of movie review. We got some local news. We got an album review. We got some uh, topics here. We got a uh, white girl topic. Okay. We got a. I, I'm gonna throw in a grinds my gears and make it silly. Yeah. But we are missing one person. We were supposed to have Christina over again. Yeah, Christina but, uh, from she, last time. She got tied up, man, and we're we're sad she's not here. And I mean tied up, I mean zip ties, back of a van, headed towards the ocean or yeah, the desert. we know nothing about it, yes. but let's just say our bank accounts are a little lighter now. Yeah. <laughs> also, people with masks might be driving. I'm kidding. None of those things are happening. Yeah, no masks, no uh, zip ties, no vans, no butter. No guys, uh, no guys threatening... William Neeson and him having to say, I have a certain set of skills. I got a weird set of skills. I work at a carpet factory. (laughs) I can make the finest carpets in the world that fly. And he's like, if you give me my kit back, I'll make you one. It's like, that's a pretty cool offer. (laughs) All those carpets can roll up and hide your body real well. Ever seen a flying carpet before? I'm talking Aladdin style. (laughs) Let's go. Genies and talking parrots and everything. So, um... Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, rest in peace. R.I.P. Gilbert Godfrey. We, uh... I guess we... I was the bird in the movie! (laughs) You remember me? I was the fucking bird! Iago! some local news well we have a little sunshine now but we've had lots and lots of rain oh man and that was the nice thing is the couple days that we had the rain the allergies were okay because you have the rain damp keeping everything everything down down. holds it down keep it damp baby gotta keep it damp but uh yeah other than that we have some uh Refresh five. I'm sure we'll get some more rain. Whereas the rest of the country is having a huge heat wave. My grandma was even telling me it was like 95 degrees yesterday and like super high humidity because in the Midwest, including Minnesota, in the summertime it gets very swampy, hot, and humid. In the summertime, when it's hot outside, outside, you gotta stay inside and play in the old folks. Unless old folks, unless we and play some tennis, we (laughs) we. Anyways, old folks, if you want to not deal with your family anymore and that shitty and that shitty uh, lasagna Wednesday, go outside and just let the heat take you. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No. Grandma, let's get going. Grandma, I'm kidding. stay inside. Stay Air inside. Is your friend. Yeah. Drink plenty of water, Grandma. And play bingo. Keep your mind occupied. Anyways, yep. so there's my old folks warning. Uh, we have heat index is killer grandma. <laughs> <laughs> grandma got run over by a heat, heat wave, wave coming out of our house in, in July. <laughs> they it's say true. there's no such thing of not drinking it's, enough water. There's no such thing as UV rays. Bow! There we go. We just invented a song. What's good? So uh, we have a. Uh, Benefit concert to save Oregon's bees, eighth annual Bee Jazzy. That's June third, June twenty third, 
Five thirty at nine PM at Sylvan Ridge Winery. General tickets thirty dollars. So yeah, jazz, wine, and feeling good about saving bees. So there you go. So yeah, that's what the buzz is about that. Else. Oh, we had a whole thing about apparently there's in Eugene a uh, pole dancing club, and Ooh. I don't and I don't mean a strip club. I mean I'm talking firemen. No, <laughs> it's yeah no that's pretty yeah. cool. So yeah, the, apparently people these... have found out that pole dancing's a pretty good exercise. You know? Oh yeah, it's definitely balance and it's coordination. Uh, using your abs and your hips. And, using your whole body. Yep. Yeah. No, like, it's, 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 it's a using your whole body. Yeah, it's a gymnastic type of thing. Yeah. But it, I think it's also a way for, for you know, 35 to 40-year-old women to say, so, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to do some dancing, get my husband all riled uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> have, like, shitty music. And then have, like, shitty stripper music, too, like porn star <laughs> dancing. How'd, you, how'd your wife hurt herself? Well, she was trying to pole dance. You know? But, you know, she's 300 pounds. She isn't as light as she was ten, 25 years ago. Oh, you know? man. You imagine? <laughs> Fat girls hurt themselves on poles. <laughs> yeah, bowling ball Betty decided to take a spin on the... The, on, on that, and she spun out, and she crashed through She's the wall. She's got herself a rascal now. Uh-huh. It's it's just it's aggravating. She crashed through the wall. I have to do some drywall <laughs> Saturday now. There's water everywhere. Is neighbors your, neighbors complain about the let's, noise. Let's play it. Let's play it on the other spectrum. Oh, what go. if you got a girl that's actually really good at it? How would you feel like your girlfriend or something? Uh, I'd kind of be like, I'm keeping the curtains. To, you need to you need to maybe stop that class. Also. I mean, Keep it up, but, like, don't let anybody know. <laughs> yeah, I would keep the curtains closed so you don't have all the dudes. Uh, so you don't have all the dudes staring through the window if you have some hot chick. Some, like, mom, like Stacy's mom <laughs> has it going on, just spinning around. <coughs> but, yeah. Also, it takes a lot of uh, skin tolerance because your skin's twisty on metal and sliding. So they talk there's about a, that. There's a gal I used to work with that uh, she wanted to put a pole up in her in her living room. Mm-hmm. She wanted to learn how to pole dance and stuff, and she had taken a class. But her brother had just redid the ceiling with uh, you know spackle, and uh, mm-hmm. he did a dope design. He like took a you know he took a big big uh, what do you call it? It's a, it's not a putty knife, but it's like a huge. Uh, like a putty knife, but I don't know. Like, well, I've seen putty knives. It's a huge scraper. It's a big I've seen scraper. big scrapers that you yeah. use for like when you travel. He takes a gravel. huge scraper and it's like edged. And he takes the edge scraper and he makes a big like circle design. And he did that like a thousand times over. Like and cool as fuck. Dude, amazing ceiling. I was so blown away when I when I saw it because most of my uh, ceilings growing up because we were broke as fuck were those popcorn ceilings like we got yeah no, that's, that's what I had too basic yep. popcorn ceiling but when uh, I saw what he did with the spackle I was just like that is really that's an interesting design for a roof or for a ceiling that is yeah. pretty cool yeah shout out drywall shout out Mike yeah alright like how we're doing shout out to drywall guys mm-hmm. keep doing drywall gotta do something but yeah, no, pole dancing, that's pretty dope. So yeah. What else? We got besides uh so yeah, and it's called uh Polemic Dance Studio in Springfield. Anyways, 
We have some, uh, where is it? Oh, fucking July 30th, dude. We got George Clinton and Parliament showing up. We got the funk. We got the funk. We had some guys out our yeah, window we had some a few days ago. Folk, uh, that were congregating outside. They of were our blasting. Window. We got the funk. And uh, Trevor knew one of them. I did. Murphy. Yeah, he's the guy that used to live in our old apartment and, complex. And you somehow never knew him, but everyone else had issues with him. I O Chris, they all had issues with him. Yeah, and it, it was apparent that like a bunch of people had issues with this guy, but just through passing, I never ran into him. Or maybe I seen him through passing didn't and know. didn't know who he was. Yeah, that's you're, yeah. Everyone else had issues. With him. He got I got kicked out of a bar because of this guy. Like, he caused issues for Jack, everybody, Josh, even everybody. But anyways, but yeah, we got the funk. So I think the lesson is that some people suck, and maybe that's why he's fucking homeless. <laughs> anyways, yeah. I'm, so we got George Clinton Parliament, July thirtieth, and it's gonna be. Downtown somewhere, it doesn't say. Oh, it's what gonna be of, it's gonna be at the Cuthbert Amphitheater. Cuth- what kind of uh, Cuthbert Amphitheater? Do you think George Clinton brings in? Uh, a lot of old people. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because old, it's gonna old, be a fifty and up crowd. Possibly. You're gonna have a lot of old and white people, some, a lot of old black people, and, and then, then some hipsters yeah. that are infiltrating because they're cool and they know about George Clinton and they're yeah. down with the cause. And I'm like, hold on a second. Yeah. Did you just say you like George Clinton because you're down with this cause? That motherfucker's about making music and getting pussy. Hey, hey, the, the name of the tour is called One Nation Under a Groove. So there you go. George Clinton's a dope dude. He's pretty cool. I would definitely hang out with George Clinton. He's like, want to hang out with like, yeah. I think there was a cool uh, concert with him and uh, Afro Man. Oh yeah, I think they did a concert together. And they we'll were have to watch that, dude. That George Clinton and Afro Man, hell yeah! Shout out also, uh, Afro Man also plays guitar, all right. I've seen him play, do some play. He actually plays pretty well. Plays the blues. My buddy uh, that I worked with had a crazy story about how he met Afro Man. He was uh, outside of a venue, and they had closed the venue down. What state is this? Uh, Colorado. Okay. I think so. Um, anywho, but he they closed the venue down because people were smoking weed in the venue. It's which Afro was, Man. It's Afro Man. It's Afro Man and it's Colorado. And, yeah. And it All was just things. before I think it was legal out there. So it was kind of a weird thing. But um, he had ran into some dude that was sitting outside on the curb just by his van. And uh, he walked up to him and he was ready to smoke this joint. You know, he was waiting to smoke it at the concert. George... Uh, Afro Man concert. That's awesome. And uh, he was like, "Hey man, you want to smoke this joint?" And he was like, "Yeah, sure." And he Wait, sat was that Afro Afro Man the guy walked up to the guy in the van? Well, he was the guy sitting outside the van on the curb. Afro Man was just chilling yeah, was, by himself. Yeah, he was asking what what happened over at the venue, and he was explaining what happened. And uh, he was like, "That's stupid." Yeah. So he hadn't played <laughs> he yet. Played yet? Yeah, he hadn't gone in. And uh, he was, like, telling him, he was like, you can take the whole thing. He was like, nah, man, you got to sit here and smoke with me for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you got to smoke weed with Avro Man. Yeah. No, I thought that was interesting. And I don't that's know if it cool. was true, but, man, that's an interesting story cool. if it is. Yeah, if you, if you got to smoke with Avro Man, like, you, that's definitely a stoner highlight. That's like, I smoked weed with Cheech and Chong or Willie Nelson. Oh, like, man, I would love one to of those, smoke one with of those Cheech guys. and Chong. That'd be amazing. 
Definitely uh, Chong. And either one, and just listen to him. Cheech Marin would be funny, but I think he's just a little older these days. Chong's definitely older too, but I think no, they're Chong both, would be. They're both more like comedic. eighty. They're yeah. both eighty. Yeah, because I've seen them in live, and they're old as fuck, but they still, they do a good job. It's just they're both like eighty now. They're old men. Comedy is different. But they're still comedy legends, hundred percent. Yeah, no, of course. When they no dispute that. When they die, it's gonna be a sad day. Yeah, but we ain't saying that now. We're living in the time where Cheech and Chong are still Speaking alive. of old people, last Sunday on June 12th was the Senior Talent Show. Senior Talent Show? Where was yeah, that? Yeah, this was at the WOW Hall. So hopefully they'll do that again. It was by donation. But yeah. When was this? This was uh, last Sunday at Did the WOW. Did they say who won? No. This is. Uh, th- I got this magazine. This magazine is from June... Nice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go back. That's an ad for my old company. This? Yeah. Bonsai. But it's Bonsai. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the strain. No, that's the uh, company. They have cartridges and they have different things. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. But Bonsai is just the name of the company? Yeah, they changed their name around a bit. Okay. They have a couple names. <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, all I got for local news. Oh, I got one more. Oh, uh, I don't believe any of this bullshit, but I thought it was funny and uh, and works. Some uh, astrology. I'm a Leo, and apparently for uh, it's July 23rd, August 22nd. I think it's all bullshit, but this, this was funny. said, for Leos for this week, don't pray for the rain to stop, advises Leo poet Wendell Berry. Pray for good luck fishing when the river floods. That's useful advice for you, my dear. The situation you're in could turn out to be a case of either weird luck or good luck, and how you interpret the situation may have a big impact of which of luck, which kind of luck it brings. I urge you to define the potential opportunities that are brewing and concentrate on feeding them. This is interesting just because I do like to fish, and it's been raining every weekend, and it's not always fun fishing in the rain. It's also harder to get fish. A lot of times. So, yeah. There you go. What about Scorpio? Oh, yeah. I was actually... I thought you were Scorpio. Yeah. So, for Scorpios, October 23rd, November 21st, poet Maggie Smith writes, We talk so much of light. Please let me speak on behalf of the good dark. Let us talk more of how dark the beginning of a day is. I offer my personal proposal as a fertile theme your meditations of all the signs zodiac you scorpios are most skilled at teasing out the good stuff from shadows and secrets and twilight and your potency in these matters is even higher than usual right now do us all a favor and find the hidden redemptions of potential regenerations that's pretty dope man pretty interesting so find the good out of bad that's what there's what you're saying find the good out of bad there's a lot of bad shit going on in my life right now and the world too right now but just in my personal world, it's like, you know, being sober is really tough, man. I've been fucking drinking for so long, and now I'm getting sober. And, man, it is really playing a, a big part on how I'm living my life now. And uh, things are different, man. Things are a little different. There you and, go, man. 
Yeah. Glad it's working out for you. It's definitely working some magic, and uh, even through all the fucking frustration and all the headache and stuff, there's some uh, real nice light at the end of that tunnel. There you go. So, yeah. Even though it's silly, it's like anything. If you say something vague enough, they can apply it to you in any way, just like Nostradamus Anyway, so that's Life's why I... all about changing, man. Gotta, gotta develop. So, uh, let's... Wanna go to the movie review? Oh, yeah. So... Oh. Last night I watched Tombstone. No, we were gonna do, uh, Foxcatcher. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we were gonna do Foxcatcher. So we I both... just watched Tombstone last night. It was a good movie. I know. Yeah, we, uh, both saw together the movie. He had already seen it, so we watched it, but we saw Foxcatcher... Which is a crazy true story about the the uh, 1980s, how John DuPont, who was a descendant of the DuPont family, which is a famous and rich family for gunpowder and became a big chemical company. That they're a huge chemical company. Huge, company. huge. Well, they're pretty much, at this point, they're, yeah, they're just a huge conglomerate company. Like, they're up there, like, British Petroleum or, like, Standard Oil, like, huge shit. Billions of dollars, probably more than that. But uh, the son at the time, during the end of the Cold War, he he was a big fan of wrestling. He didn't wrestle himself, but he uh, sponsored this team, and he hired the best wrestlers in the world that were like going to world champ wrestling championships. And, and, and yeah, and uh, went on to the Olympics. And these some of these guys went off to MMA also, mixed martial arts. But the story we, also followed these two brothers, Mark Schultz and Dave David Schultz. Schultz. Yeah, and they're both uh, Olympic gold medalist wrestlers. Played by Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, and yeah, it talks about how this all these guys that I don't know how to phrase it. All these guys were given chances with a nice facility. They could live, live there. They got a paycheck. And in return, they had to win and bring prestige to Foxcatcher. And that was the name of the team because with this estate they were on, they would do equestrian and horse events. They would also do the tradition of using well, hunting hounds for for catching foxes. Well, they didn't really do that, but what they did was they trained horses on the facility for, uh, you know, equestrian... But uh, fox catcher was... they. What, what fox catching is was a hunting event. You had yeah, but, but that was just the name of the... Uh, of the... the wrestling... Uh, but that's I think... It wasn't... They didn't do any fox hunting, like, in the movie. I know, but I think they... They, that's why they named the, named the team oh, that. Possibly. But it, it, I'm just saying, you yeah. know, it wasn't a movie about I know. actual Fox. I, I wish it, like, they had made one reference to that. Like, but what ends up happening, more or less, is John DuPont is an eccentric billionaire. And he just starts buying a bunch of weird shit. Like, at one point, he buys his fucking tank. And he gets pissed off at the army For- because there's no 50 caliber mounted <laughs> on the tank. <laughs> And instead of, you know, saying, oh, you know, I need my gun, he, like, slaps the, the uh, paperwork out of the guy's hand. Yeah, this like, is a guy. my gun. This is a guy who's, you know, has rank in the army. Like, yeah. And John DuPont is just such a, a rich and influential man in, I guess, spoiled. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Is that he had just 
so much pull, you know. He had his own security company. He had cops that would come and train shooting with him. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a really crazy and eccentric uh, billionaire. And basically he started a wrestling team with the brothers. And through a lot of fucking frustration, Mark Schultz ended up leaving at a point. And, you know, not wanting to be a part of it anymore. And the movie kind of culminated when uh, John DuPont went up to David Schultz one day while he was working on his car. In the snow. In the snow, in the wintertime. And uh, he shot him. He shot him to death. Uh, he shot him like three or four times in front of his kids and his wife. And uh, There was a driver with. There was a security guy that was riding with him who hopped out of the car and didn't have any clue of what was happening. Um, you know, the the guy's uh, eccentricity was showed a lot during the movie. He was doing drugs. He was doing cocaine. He was flying. Before giving a speech in front of Congress. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was doing a lot of crazy things. He bought a lot of weapons. He bought a lot of stuff like tanks and and. and Army he uh, walked into the wrestling practice one time, fucked up with a loaded handgun, and then gave him a speech. It's like, all right, world is this time, and then he shoots, shoots it off inside, in, shoots off around, live round inside the wrestling room, into the ceiling. And I'm sure it would have been loud as fuck. Into the ceiling, he's like, all right, have a good practice. And walks out, and they're all like, oh fuck. Yeah, no, he 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 showed many times throughout the movie that his eccentricity was getting there. But I think in the end, he just had a lot of resentment for David Schultz and a lot of resentment for Mark because Mark and him did, I think, become really close. And when David came into the picture, he kind of pointed Mark in a better direction. And John didn't like that. Yeah. So what ended up happening is John DuPont killed David Schultz. It was a big thing. Uh, The police got called... But it took him hours to get there because John DuPont was running around on his property, uh, hiding out. And eventually they caught him. And it was pretty funny how they caught him. Uh, He ran out in the snow thinking he was going to sneak away. And the cops go, freeze! And then just one dude runs up and tackles his ass. And and he's trying to, you know, he's trying to think he's a wrestler. That was another uh, interesting part of the movie is that... He put on these wrestling events where he would As go seniors. and wrestle As for seniors and because kids. he was an old guy, yeah. and he would uh, pay off. He would spots. basically, uh, you know, pay a guy to lose, and he would try to claim he was a good wrestler. Uh, there was definitely one scene where he showed uh, uh, an arm drag in front of his mother. His mother didn't like uh, wrestling at all, and the fact that he was building. Hey, this I can team, relate to that. That one. Well, the fact that he was building this team, she thought it was a low sport, and he didn't, and she didn't want him to be involved. But John Dupont was trying to do his own thing, and he didn't give a shit what his mom was thinking, pretty much. Um, he was trying to set his own way, because I think honestly he was a man that had never done anything in his own uh, regard. But he like he fucked around tra- and, and built some weird shit, you know. Definitely an interesting wrestling team. And was what is interesting is all a lot of those guys did go off and have big careers like yeah. Mark Schultz who went off to do MMA for a little bit yeah. and then continued to be a coach for wrestling at Brigham Young University and then um, Kurt Angle was also there that yeah. trained and he, he went on to, a huge WWE yeah, superstar. There was also um, 
Mark Coleman, who went on to be the first UFC heavyweight champion. Yeah. So, yeah, there was – and then there countless other of, guys. There was a lot of really good guys on the team, but they were just working for a guy that was paying them well, and he was fucking Crazy, nuts. yeah. And John DuPont got what was coming to him. He got life in prison. He ended up dying in 2010. Um, but it Larry was just, old man at that point. Yeah, yeah. it was just a really crazy uh, circumstance to well, where... What's crazy this was all true. Yeah, so this is the this craziest thing. True story. True story. And, and we should emphasize Steve that. Steve Carell did a great job Killed acting. Killed Yeah, Steve Carell I had never seen actor. him in a serious act, and I was, I was very impressed. Yeah, I think it was a really good movie. Like, I think that he, Trevor liked it a lot. How many rules of film would you give it? Fucking... Probably a nine. Nine. Man. I like that. Perfect. Like, nine. Foxcatcher. Nine rolls of film, folks. And yeah, uh, and we'll uh, we'll do Tombstone another time. Very good. All right, you got a your album review? Yes. All right. Trevor's been listening to some good stuff lately. He's gonna bring you something that's not metal. <laughs> yep. Ah. Feel fast, stupid ads. Oh man, is that another ad? What's it for? Ads for the channel. Okay. Is this 1920s? Yeah. What? What? Yeah, this is the 19. We'll talk. I'll tell you afterwards. Guitar solo. Alright, it's a little extended, folks. Sorry. It's all good. It's been interesting. I definitely feel like I'm walking around in a Mickey Mouse cartoon. <laughs> you are. Or SpongeBob. SpongeBob uses some of this. I don't feel like I'm walking in SpongeBob. I feel like I'm in the 1920s walking around in black and white. Yeah. Walking like a Mickey Mouse character. Oh, Mickey Mouse was brand new. Yeah. And pop Punching, punching, you know, people and shit. All right, that was good. We didn't get to hear much guitar solos, but... Well, I think it was interesting, and I uh, thought that it was definitely different. And and I always appreciate something different. So, Django is the guitarist, unfortunately... Django Unchained? Yeah, <laughs> Django Jamie Fox. It's not that he Django was a guy. He was a famous. Uh, he was a slave. Yeah. <laughs> he was Jamie Fox as a slave. Shh. No, he was a he was a famous. Uh, and what ended up happening was he picked up a gun, <laughs> uh, and he took it off, man. He took it off, and he blew some white people away. 
And then Samuel Jackson played it. And then he picked Tom. up he picked yeah. up a, a guitar and he made this music or a banjo or was it a violin? It was a bunch of it was a bunch of stuff. So Django Reinhardt was a uh, Belgian gypsy that was born in the late eighteen hundreds and he traveled in a gypsy caravan back when gypsy vans were caravans were literally pulled by horses and he uh, the gypsies were baked for going on the edge of town and they would play music and do fortune telling and he would be one of those guys that would be playing background guitar as you're getting like your palms red and your money stolen out of your pocket and some old guy in like some crazy saying, outfit Trevor? is offering you, you wine Trevor? that maybe you've been to a gypsy that, camp before you've been to a camp where they do these things whatever <laughs> anyways Trevor's part gypsy folks <laughs> Finger. <laughs> the finger will get you. Yeah, but anyways, he's I've really good. Wanted to meet a lady like Miss Zeroni, like Madame Zeroni. <laughs> if you don't take me up the mountain, you'll be cursed forever and all of eternity. Good sex, I bet. Dude, you imagine fucking some old lady like cursing you? That'd be funny. What but would I... happen? Would you do anything different if she cursed you, no. or would you just be like, "Shut up, bitch"? Shut up. Exactly. But anyways, but going then, on. But he, then stuff starts happening. <laughs> all right. All right. I know we're delving into the gypsy conversation, but... She's no fortune teller, but something's going on. <sighs> anyways, so he was a famous jazz musician, really good guitar player, but he also had an equally talented band, which you heard a lot of. Uh-huh. But he was he was really... He was one of the first guys to do a lot of... If you, I'll have you listen to him so you can hear his solos, yeah. but... He was one of the first guys that took a lot of traditional scales, but he added like Eastern European melodies and how they played and fused it with American style. I think that like so he used to play with Louis Armstrong and yeah. like he went to America and played with and big played guys. Big. Yeah, I think that a lot of times folk music, man, is underappreciated. Yeah, he but makes Eastern European folk music with American jazz. Exactly, and and I think folk music like polka have a place man because mm-hmm. I love the sound of an accordion sometimes it's great it is the sound of a bagpipe is amazing sometimes but in the right context you know yeah like dude a bagpipe is a really interesting uh, instrument yeah yeah but I liked it it was cool very cool and then one f- what fun was the name his name's Django Reinhardt and that was just from the greatest hits album because he made music for like 30-40 years so alright it, just... it was his greatest hits nice. yeah so a quick fact, like me, he also was deformed, and that he had a, a caravan fire. That a little little two lonely boys context here. Trevor uh, was working real hard at his job, and he wasn't taking care of himself, and he kept getting cut up. I work and, at a saw repair shop. Yeah, so. but you do have to take care of yourself. Yeah, well, I was already you're, beaten you're up. You're an adult, and you know when you get a wound. Uh, I was you already take care wounded of from a life previous. But you weren't yes. taking care of yourself, and what ended up happening was you got sick. And when you got sick, you got a, a bacterial infection in your hand. Yes. And what ended up happening was one of his fingers basically had a flesh-eating disease and almost right it off it started eating away the top of his finger but trevor took antibiotics and he took care of himself and he got better and instead of losing the finger he saved it and now he's got a little crook in it (laughs) yeah but he makes it it makes it better for him to play guitar 
Yeah, so, it's one less spend I have to make, so exactly. it works out. It works out. And also, it's hilarious if I point at someone with it, they're always like, w- what is happening right now? It's a cool finger, but it's definitely one of those things that, like, one day you're going to be telling a girl about this, and she's going to be like, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did get to use it on a, a chick briefly, but I oh, had yeah. it bandaged. I had it bandaged up still, but at the time. So, uh, anyways. Did it work any benefit for you? Well, her friend called and they decided they would rather do drugs together than hang out with me. So oh, I got kicked out. It didn't work. As we were getting hot and heavy, she's like, My friend's coming right now. She got kicked out. And I was like, that You're, you're going to do meth together. That and guess sucks. what? They did meth together instead. Oh, That's what no. happened. So I stopped talking to that bitch, and yeah. Yeah, you moved forward, and that's a good thing. <sighs> Anyways. Women sometimes, man, they're rough, you know. And, I'm just and, trying to get... Let me finish this thing, please, Chris. Oh, man. So anyways, he had his uh, fingers, two fingers burned in a caravan fire, and it used his fingers together because this was, mind you, the very early 1900s in a poor gypsy community, so he didn't have a lot of access to good medical care. So they ended up just keeping it, didn't get infected, and it just became fused. But he was still able to play, and he was still considered one of the fastest guitar players ever recorded, which is crazy. He could play 22, 22 beats per second, which if you think about it is Pretty crazy. Intense, huh? Yeah, so I mean, uh-huh. like you could literally pick a string 22 times in a second. Trevor's really into guitar, folks. He Anyways. always lets me know how much he's into guitar. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. So yeah, he gets lost in the guitar world. He I do. Wants to live inside the the. I do. The I could just hide from humanity. He wants to the be electric. the strings. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, Django Reinhardt, greatest Django hits. Unchained. Look it up. Yeah, I like Godfather of uh, jazz guitar. So moving on, uh, we got why white girls are too good for us. Oh, yeah. We've been meaning to talk about this for a while. Okay. So, Trevor, why do you think white girls are too good for you? Because uh, I'm a little eccentric. I don't have a college degree. I think that white girls aren't good enough for you. The problem is, is that you seek out problem people. No, they seek me out. Like you, I'm a shit magnet. I just... Like, hey. But if you if you don't hang around shitty people. I try not. I don't. Okay. Now. Well, it's hard because it's hard, especially as a older gentleman. I work you know, full you're, time. You're 30 or so, and you're working full time at a sawmill. There's not a ton of women walking around. You know? Now. You have to go places and meet women, you know? And I'm not just talking the bar. Yeah. You know, no, I get that. The woman that you're going to meet at the bar is not always the best one. Yeah. You know, you might meet a good girl at a bar. I'm not saying that's impossible, but, you know, you, you got to pick and choose places, too. My dad met my mom at fucking the grocery store. That's pretty crazy. They started flirting over the fucking deli counter, and eventually they went out and, you know, eventually fucked around. And and long story happened. short, man, they've been married for, I don't know, 12 years or something. There you go. Yeah. But uh, life's crazy that way. You gotta, you gotta do some uh, figuring it out. What well, I think that we as people too, like me personally, I seek out more ethnic uh, women. I I like ethnic women too. Yeah, I like I like a little flavor. So yeah, I've dated a lot of Latinos. I dated Latinos, Latinas. 
I give me shit about dudes on their backs. Oh, this man. guy over here, Latinos. Let's see guys on their backs. Check my but, but I know you like to date a Latinos. Lot of, uh, a lot of black girls. A lot of uh, uh, the last girl I talked to was Indian. Yeah, and she was from India. There you go. So that was pretty cool. Um, but did, yeah, did, did, was she able to uh, charm your snake a little bit? Yeah, she was. Indian joke. All right. Yeah, she was fun. She just had the same problem I was dealing with at the time. We were both alcoholics. And Woo! she wasn't willing to stop, and I wasn't willing to stop. And it ended up just being a lot of... Uh, that was the same issue I had in my last relationship. We were both well, alcoholics. Yeah. Bad, bad phone calls and a lot of you know yelling at each other when we should have just been talking. You know, or like disagreeing over something stupid. Yeah, and it was just certain moments were great. Certain moments we were just drunk. You know, and I think alcohol definitely fuels a lot of fights. So if you're getting into arguments, folks, don't drink. Uh, I don't think it's a a solution to your issue. (laughs) But uh, sometimes a beer is pretty good. You go ahead and you you sit down and you get away from it. But for me personally, I don't think it's going to be good. Dealing with the sobriety thing, it sucks. Tell him, Trevor. That's terrible. But it's all gravy, baby. We're doing pretty good, man. 46. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, it's, uh, it's been nice doing the podcast here recently. The sun's getting ready to go down. It's pretty beautiful outside. There's a bird flying by. Bird up. Little little window little window out of our apartment. At least at least we don't have the golden eagle flying around. Oh man, that's something hey, else. Hey, John Dupont, they have that joke. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that John Dupont insisted on in his you know speech of nothing congratulations uh, was that he was called the golden eagle. <laughs> that was apparently his nickname. So when John Dupont was. Uh, you know, going to prison, we had the idea that some dude rolled up on him. It was like, hey, John DuPont, you got money, man. Give me some fucking money. <laughs> I'll show you an arm drag. I'll drag my arm that's between my legs into your mouth. Ow! Hey, John DuPont, you want to wrestle? <laughs> Do some naked wrestling. John DuPont. John DuPont, you the golden eagle, right, motherfucker? <laughs> Hey, instead of a real naked choke, motherfucker, I'll give you a real naked poke. Oh! He probably was in protective custody. Oh, yeah. Motherfucker. And that's the weirdest part is that, like, when you're Super in protective rich custody, guys. you have no access to nothing. You're just in your cell. But because bet, otherwise, they're probably guys that murder him. lived like a fucking king. Better than most people, probably. He had anything he probably wanted in jail. You know, but he was in jail. Yeah. So, fuck John DuPont. Fuck that guy. Fuck the DuPont fucking corporation. That's a terrible thing. It's too big of an entity. Yeah, started out making gunpowder for the Revolutionary Army. That's something we can talk about. Why do these giant companies get so big and then turn around and hurt everybody that they claim to fucking care about and all the people that work for them and all that shit? Because unfortunately... A lot of people, I mean, nobody's perfect, but yeah, there's a, there's enough people out there that get tempted by... There's enough greed. There's enough greed. I mean, there's 
There's some I like. I'm pretty good at. If you offer me a whole bunch of money, I can pretty sure tell you I'm not going to do some fucked up shit because that's how I am. But there are people that will. If you give them a lot of money, they'll do some fucked up shit. Well, like look at us as an example. We don't really need a ton of money right now, personally. No. But imagine if you had kids or you had a mortgage or you had any any of these things that like you had bills piling up and somebody came along and was like, you know. Come work for this company. It's a shit company, and they do some bad work, but I'll pay you a lot. You know, that's that's you're kind of making a deal with the devil. But there's a lot of these big companies that get so big in the way that they have these workers that work at minimum wage, like Walmart and fucking Amazon. Ooh. Amazon just bumped up their minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour for right. part-time and full-time. That's good. But it's fucked up, man, because... Amazon is one of these giant companies that treats their workers like shit and doesn't allow them to unionize them. You know, that was something that... Uh, Good old space cowboy Bezos. Yeah, it's weird when these big companies fight against unions and stuff like that. When people are trying to protect the people that work and for especially these companies when that are using them. The corporation has so much money, they can... They could honestly afford to pay everyone a little more. They could, but it's more profitable to not do it. That's the problem. Is it's it's more uh, expensive to give people proper health care through their job, and it's more expensive to, to give pay them more in general. Vision and dental, and to pay them more because maybe they're worth retaining. You know the recycled thing of like workers in America. It's terrible. It is terrible. You, know, you you go to a job and you work your butt off for maybe ten years, and then if something goes wrong <coughs> at your job. You know, you can you get canned, and there goes your career. Oh, yeah. Or, or you just go to a job for a few years, and anything can go wrong, and then yeah. you have to start it's all over. It's happened to me. It's happened to me many times. You it know, happens. and then yeah, it sucks for for normal people that are just trying to work in a, a field or a career, um, and you have to bounce from job to job sometimes because some of them aren't good fits. Some of them have weird schedules. Some of them have problems with full, management. Yeah, some are just full of, full of assholes. Yeah, some have just problem people, dude. Like, you go to a toxic work environment and you're, yeah. you know, you're making the money, but it's it's just a bad place to be. You know, some people just can't deal with that shit. They end up, like, killing themselves and stuff. Or doing shootings at the workplace and yeah, shooting other people. That's pretty common, man. Motherfuckers yeah. show up and they're just pissed. Yeah. Actually, the crazy true story, when I was at a, a cabinet shop at Lands, there was a co-worker that he, uh, I was on one end of the this this belt where we were building cabinets. I would I would do the finishing touches on building them. I'd put the doors on, make sure everything was correct. Yeah. I would check the... Final uh, touch, dude. Yeah, I, I also did the thing where you staple them all together, but I also did, like, the finishing touches on them, make sure that the doors were cracked, and I would fill in any cracks. And then I'd run through a machine, make sure it got loaded. But, yeah, this guy in the, the beginning stage of it, where they were first putting it together, which I had had worked on for, but that day I was on the end, he uh, started swinging a hammer around and threatened to shoot everyone. Wow. He just, because people, were, I guess, were... We were making jokes of him. Yeah, being mean. To yeah, him. and he just—he was a younger guy. He, he had come here from South Dakota. Yeah. And he just started screaming and losing it and yeah. swinging this hammer around and beating the the machine and threatening to shoot everyone. Well, and and he got—he immediately got fired. He course. left. 
and they they were like, you can't come back. And well, well, like think of it this way, man. Imagine that stupid uh, kid or whatever goes to his car or whatever, and he has a fucking gun or something. Yeah, he, he just comes back all pissed off. Yeah. You know, that's how easy it is for something to go wrong at a, at a job. What's crazy, know? too, is an hour before that happened, when we had a break, he had he had asked me to, like, hey, do you want to make music with me? Because he's like, I like you, you're a cool guy, because I would always play guitar. He had you were, you were friends with a psychopath, Trevor. No, he was just, yeah, I would just play guitar, and he's like, hey, man, you're a cool guy. And he was like, we should make music together. I play guitar, too. And then he, he did and that And then he sound. flipped out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone gave me shit for it. They're like, oh, Trevor, you're going to be making music with psychopaths. Huh? <laughs> because they knew they saw it. I, I haven't told you that story. His name well, is Tatum. I think that it's crazy, too, that, like, just we have these people that bust their ass and they're kind of the backbone of America, but they get treated like shit, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and we experience it to some degree, but, man, there are people that really do make the world turn, you know, like cops and shit, and they get treated like shit for that job. Even, yeah. Cops have got to be fucking... It has got to be so hard to recruit people to be cops these days. Oh, it's terrible. And, it, and also, Can you imagine going to like a college and being like, "You guys want to become police officers?" Want to become the most hated <laughs> occupations ever? You want to go out, and deal with the homeless, and deal with crazy drunk people and gangs and, and college kids that are nuts, and you know, at least in our degree. But man, that's crazy. Well, also people that just do dangerous, like, coal miners and, like, guys are doing crab fishing and, like, crazy yeah. shit out there that guys working out in the woods bring, making sure we have... A bus wood. driver, man. A bus, bus, bus drivers probably deal with so much crazy I, shit. I ride the bus every workday and I see the shit they deal with. I always... I always think like that bus driver needs to make more. I could never be a bus driver. I would get fired. A city my bus driver. Because you'd have some guy be like, hey, fuck you. And you'd Dude, like, oh, I yeah? would stop <laughs> that bus, get up, and beat him up. <laughs> and then this guy's just, everybody's videoing a bus driver fucking laying down. <laughs> You're <some> on YouTube. <laughs> like, hey. This bus driver wasn't taking it. <laughs> And it's like, it's my second day. I, I don't you'd know the like, rules. You'd be like, this bus driver's putting the brakes on this guy's attitude. There you go. Nice. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, but no, it's it's crazy that people think that, you know, when you do a job that's uh, lower or medium, that they can treat you like shit and they can pay you like shit. Yeah. I thought some of the, some of the, yeah, many jobs I've had too where you're, you're, threatening to fight people because they're just being crazy to you. you know? Yeah, it's, it's weird when Having guys come up to your face and scream like... And are, yeah. are going through their own personal shit, so they turn around at their job and they just go fucking nuts. Yeah, you know? that is, is wild. But anyways... So be nice to each other, anyways, folks. You never know who's gonna come and shoot up your job. So everyone smoke weed or do some sort of meditative thing. And be Definitely, happy. you know, relax at your job, man. Try not to take it too stressful, but it's life, man. Life's going to be stressful sometimes. You got to deal with it in the best way. I like to deal with it by doing a podcast with one of my best friends yeah. and hearing him and uh, doing this thing, man. It's pretty dope. All right, Trevor, you got this. Okay. Okay. Oh, 
do this. Have a great one. We'll yep. see you next time.